Hello, and welcome to the Intentional Healing Podcast, the show that dives deep into issues that disrupt the lives of BIPOC folk in urban communities, because we understand that people from the hood need healing too. We just need to be intentional about it. I'm your host, Veronica Clanton Higgins, and today we are going to keep it Compton as we take a deep dive with a man with a plan, the incomparable Andre Hub City Dre Spicer. Turn your fans on. It's about to get hot in here because let me tell you, the air conditioner was on earlier. And I was like, okay, he's getting ready because, you know, Dre is going to bring the heat. How you doing? I am good, B. Thank you for inviting me to the podcast. This is pretty cool, man. I'm all about the intentional healing. So we got some stuff to talk about. I'm looking at these questions. I'm like, yo, we finna go in. It's a deep dive. This is a deep dive. It's a deep dive. A lot of times when people go on um, podcasts and shows, they're talking about their businesses and Mm -hmm. what they're doing and stuff like that. But we don't really get to know them right, right. as individuals. And there's a lot of people here in the city who are really deep. They have layers, right? Like so, onions. Baby. I'm like an onion over Yeah, here. like an You know how you go with it? The I'm, blooming I'm, onion? Yeah. <laughs> I don't smell like an onion, but... Uh, <laughs> I can attest to this. I smell like an onion. Okay. So I like to get people in mm-hmm. just to see who they are, get to know them so they can share a little bit about themselves. Okay. Outside of what people already know. No, that's what's up, man. I, I I I appreciate that too because people usually just see the surface. Yes. And um, they'll assume everything else about you that they want to. Absolutely. You know, uh, just based off the surface. So I appreciate you taking the time to, to do that. No worries. And so I always want people to know that I carefully pick people. So I nah. intentionally pick people yeah. that I know have layers that people don't see. And so that people can give you the opportunity to know another side of you. So that's why you were intentionally picked. Yep. Okay. I might be learning something about myself (laughs) and then looking at these questions. (laughs) Look, I always laugh because Mark, whenever I do this show and I'm asking questions, Mark be over there like. Yeah, he learned something about himself, right? Like, yo. Of course, you're going to learn something about the person, but, you know, you start finding out stuff about you. Right. Like, I didn't even understand that. Okay. So, look, the um, podcast is broken up into two sessions, right? They're called healing sessions. Mm -hmm. So, the first one we're going to do is called the identity session, which is where we're looking at who you are, how you see yourself. And so, we could just really get the, you know how you warm up a car before you, well, no, that's back in the day. That's what? Yeah. Turn the car on now. You can go. (laughs) Yeah, if you're still warming up your car, you probably need a new car. But you get the, you warm up your muscles before an activity. Yeah. I got you. That's right. Okay. We get on a treadmill. Keep it on a treadmill. Oh, yeah, those type of activities. Okay, (laughs) so what we're going to (laughs) do, the first question is, what's your favorite color? Um, My favorite color is red. It's red? Yeah, it's red. Okay, okay. I have a few colors that I I appreciate. You Mm -hmm. know, I appreciate gray and black and blue and but I think my favorite might be red. Okay. What's your favorite red item? Um, oh, good question. <laughs> uh, that wasn't on the list. No. Um, my I'm a therapist, right so I always have a backup <laughs> question. Go ahead. No, I don't, probably, uh, it's, it's probably just clothes. Okay. You know, it was, my, it was my motorcycle, but since I don't have that anymore. Um, that motorcycle was fine. That was, yeah, yeah. That was my baby. <laughs> Okay, so we know we're going to manifest another red motorcycle for you. Oh, man, don't tell that to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Safely manifest it, right. okay? Now, what song would you choose as your theme song and why? Um, Wow. It, it's, it's, that's an interesting question because I think that I switch different songs mm-hmm. all the time. It's just depending on my mood. Okay. I think... Um, Lately, I've been uh, listening to this song, um, Free Like Me. Let me hear it. Um, oh, you already had it queued up. Yeah, I was, you know, I was like, yo, you know. Uh, and I just found out the guy's name. The uh, name is uh, Mark E. Basie. Another Mark. It's an R&B vibe. It sounds like... But have more like a uh, make you want to do the. 
<laughs> okay, I okay. like that. It's a, it's a nice little cool vibe. It got like a nice little smooth. Yeah, okay. it's it making me sing. I okay, but what, what what is it about this song that you feel resonates with? You? Um, it's just called "Free Like Me," and it's just kind of uh, speaking to just being free, just um, just being open, free, and honest, and just uh, for me, it's just living, living, mm -hmm. just living who you, as as who you are. Okay. You know, being yourself, just being free, and being comfortable in that freedom. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it it, it it says to me. I mean, it's, it speaks on love and different things like that, but the chorus is "Free Like Me," and it's. You know, kind of goes into. I like that. Different. I like the groove to it though, because you remember Patra? Remember how she used to be? So it just when it came on, I just wanted to do the got the uh, two finger uh, yes, body roll. Yes, <laughs> I'm telling my age right now, but yeah, you know, I'm about to be 45. So here we go. Hey. Uh, <laughs> um, what's your favorite movie? Coming to America. Coming to Coming to America is my favorite movie. One or two? Nope, the first one. <laughs> the original. <laughs> The original. <laughs> that Harlem Nights and Limitless is probably my favorite movie. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Look, so you have Coming to America, Harlem Nights, and Limitless, mm -hmm. right? So if you were to order them, how would you order them? It'd probably be um, Harlem Nights, then Coming to America, then Limitless. Okay. Yeah. I get shut my pinky toe. <laughs> <laughs> Harlem it had a whole bunch of one-liners, <laughs> man. I, man, I love that movie. And Eddie Murphy played so many roles in that. Eddie Murphy is a genius. Yeah. That man, yeah, I, love, I love the way he switched it up. So Harlem Nights, okay, that's a good one. You know what? I grew up when, um, when I was growing up, my favorite rapper was DJ Quick. Yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, see? And yep. when Quick would use parts of Harlem Night in one of his songs, and he was like, Quick. Quick is his name. And I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some DJ. Oh, I love I'm, me some DJ Quick. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Quick. I've, oh, I've always been a fan of Quick. Oh, he had that curl with that Compton hat on. Oh, oh yeah. You, oh, you're oh, on me, a whole other page. <laughs> let me go back. Okay, what's your sign? <laughs> I am an Aries, born on April Fool's Day. Really? Yeah. Yep. I'm born on April Fool's Day. All this time. I did not know your birthday was April 1st. Yeah, man. Shame on oh, putting it I'm, in my phone. Put right it now. in there. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's that. You are Aries. Okay. True Aries, too. You know what's funny? I generally don't get along with Aries. Really? Yeah. We like the coolest people on the planet. That's what y'all all say. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Two of my sororers who I love are Aries. My mama's an Aries. That's probably, maybe it's just a female Aries. Maybe, well. Okay. Yeah. Maybe so. You know what? I've heard that Aries females are a little different. Yeah, I love them though, because I have such important, special Aries yes, women yes, in my life. Yes. <laughs> love them all. <laughs> it's, I'm a Taurus, so that you know, oh, sometimes right. that energy can be a little bit When's your birthday? May 6th. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Right, so right after right. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Veronica. <laughs> Veronica. Okay, well, okay, we got you down, Aries. I just put your birthday on my phone. Okay, what's an interesting fact about you? Interesting fact about me. Hmm. I have become a uh, a student of history and science. Like I've really gotten into history and science as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm big on aliens. Oh, wow. I'm big on aliens. I believe in uh, extraterrestrials and okay. things like that. So, um, yeah, once people get me talking about stuff like that, I'm like, starts going and going. Okay, so. so are you into, like, the ones who were present before, like the Anunnaki? Yeah. And, yep. uh, okay. So okay. the Anunnaki, the, um, it's, it's a few of them that was kind of in the Bible. There was an, oh, I can say it was in the Bible. That's exactly that's that it takes so much conversation. I, 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 got, that you. Down. I so, got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, the, the just the idea of um of extraterrestrials, and it kind of to me it, it it speaks to how how big God is. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I still believe in God. I still believe in one, you know, People one get creator. That mixed up that, yeah, really yeah. get it mixed up, you yeah. know. Um and, and God made a lot of uh, a lot of species. I think yes. that the world is too huge. I mean, not the world, the, the universe is too huge to not have other um, other uh, other life species, yeah. and then once you understand what the sun is, and mm -hmm. suns are stars, and stars yeah. are suns. So I mean, every time you look up at night, you see a star. Right. That's a sun somewhere Where else, else? and that's orbited by several different planets. You right. ever look at a star and it looks like it's blinking? Right. Well, it's never blinking. It's just 
stuff Ooh. crossing in front of it. Okay. Likely planets. Planets, and that rock, makes so much and all that. Sense. It makes a whole bunch of sense. Star, yeah. uh, the, the, our star, uh, our sun doesn't flicker. It does not. Uh, it, you know, it never flickers. You might see, uh, um, what are those? E eclipse. Mm -hmm. You know, it might look like, you know, something's, but it's it's never sh not shiny. So right. that's every star. It's never not shiny. It's always orbited by different planets. And right. Those planets are sometimes in the Goldilocks zone, like Earth, mm -hmm. and uh, it might be perfect conditions for life mm -hmm. as we know it. And that is absolutely true. And I, and I know that there's some things called like ancient aliens when we're looking at um, oh, Sumerian texts, the Anunnaki, and all these different things. Yes. And when we're looking at even the planets and how planetary rotations, like everyone thought the Earth just rotated. No, it kind of tilts. So mm -hmm. we're just looking at, we can't be the only one. It can't be. All right. Well, go ahead now. See, you think like I do. We got, we, we're good. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Okay. What's your favorite meal? My favorite meal, again, that changes too. Um, right now, I've been transitioning into um, pescatarian for the last few, like last year or so. Okay. Um, cut off my beef. I've been stopped pork. Mm -hmm. So um, everything has been a seafood. So okay. I've been big on the lobsters and the shrimps and the uh, salmons. And so I've, uh, I've been cooking a lot of lobster lately. <laughs> a lot of lobster. <laughs> I actually, like, I was going to um, cook for my mom's, uh, we was doing her birthday party uh, on She's she's born on December thirtieth. We're gonna okay. do it on thirty first, mm -hmm. and she just retired too. So okay, it was like a big party. yeah. It was a big party. Um, I was gonna cook for everybody. I had a whole meal planned out. Then I took the um, and my cousin. We we all had like uh, COVID tests, so mm -hmm. I was making sure everybody took a COVID test before they before they came. And then mm -hmm. I found out I had COVID, so I was like, oh, well, party's canceled. I had bought all this food, and so now you came in. Now I can't even. Come over. Nope. So I've been eating lobster for the last. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been eating. I've been eating that lobster up. I'm frying it. I'm, mat, I'm baking it. Omelets. Yes, <laughs> I made some lobster uh, garlic noodles the other day. I'm, I'm, I'm lobster everything right now. You know what? In about a month or so, you're not going to look at another lobster. That might be true. That's why I said it's going to change. It's going to continuously change. But right now, it's uh, it's definitely the lobster. Okay. Well, that's good to know that you. Or well, it's not good to know. It's just a nice, interesting fact that you're a pescatarian. Yeah. And so, see, things like this we don't be knowing about people. So. Yeah. Okay, I, this is a good one for you. If you could live anywhere without restrictions, where and why? Oh, nice. Because you, like to, you nice. like to you like I, to travel. I like to travel a lot, man. And I was talking um, to my family about this not too long ago. I would love to have some property um, in St. Martin. I oh, really, really enjoyed St. Martin. Um, I went a couple times last year. And um, I just love the people there. Mm -hmm. I love the vibe, the energy. It's just, it's free. Mm -hmm. Not like, you know, it's just freedom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just from what I've experienced. Right. I, I, don't, I don't know everything about um, St. Martin, but that's definitely a place that I would um, be interested in uh, relocating to at some point. Okay. Um, I'm taking my mom. One of my gifts to her was uh, to go to Zanzibar. So we're going to Zanzibar in March. Okay. And I like, I mean, you know, I want to see what that's like too. You know, I haven't been. Um, actually, I have been to to Egypt before, like to Africa. I was gonna say I've never been to Africa before. I've been to Egypt, which mm -hmm. didn't seem like Africa, right? But um, so, that's anyways, what they want you to think. Zambia. Okay, uh -huh. okay. <laughs> it is in Africa. Okay, <laughs> you know how they be trying to. No, because when I went there, like they didn't. They looking at me like, "Yo, you are foreign." Like they mm -hmm. they they tried to touch my hair a couple of times. Like, how did you get it like this? And and that showed me how mm -hmm. um, absent our people yes. is there. Yes. So yeah, because you may be melanated, but that don't mean you know what they say: all skin folk ain't can folk. Okay. Uh, I, I was trying to look. No offense to nobody, but that's just you know. Okay. What three words describe <laughs> how you feel right now? Um, anxious. Anxious, uh, excited, and nervous. Okay. Yeah. Anxious, excited, and nervous. Those are three very interesting emotions to yeah, have at yeah. one time. Poor, you're part of the hard party over there racing. It's, okay. yeah, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I am all over the place. <laughs> okay. And so, well, thank you for that. That's just a warm up. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. That was just a warm up. Shoot. So now we're going into the questions for the identity session. Oh, let's go. Okay. So, what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Um, I think that I get people 
people see me as one dimensional. Some mm. And I think that, that that is probably the big miss, the biggest misunderstanding. People expect you to be one way. Mm-hmm. And they put you in that box. And as soon as you step out of that box, it's like, well, you know, it's just it's it's uncomfortable for some people. But I think that um the mis- the biggest misconception is that I'm one dimensional. I'm, I'm one particular way. Mm. And um yeah, I I actually pride myself on being different or balanced and trying to, you know, get get a little bit of everything. Okay. You know, so I think that's that's the biggest misconception. So you're misconception. like I'm multifaceted, but you all just see me as one thing and not looking at the all the aspects of yeah. who I am. I, I think that um really made me feel like that is when I started my campaign last mm-hmm. year. And okay. they were like, Oh, he's just a, a radio personality. Yeah, I got that a lot. I'm like, well, okay. Okay. And you know, then I had to start rolling out ideas and plans and then, mm-hmm. you know, uh and it wasn't until after the the primaries it was like, oh, he's it might be some layers to him, you know. So I think, yeah, that's okay. Aw, look at y'all. Do yeah. you not see there's a businessman here? Man. I don't think of you as a businessman and a community advocate. I didn't really think of you as maybe because I'm seeing you doing things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think of you as just a radio personality because I see you do so much. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's for the people that actually like know me and kind of okay. engage in in some of the things that I've done and, and been a part of. But I mean, even in, in that, it's still like and no disrespect. I mean, you know, I don't feel any type of way, but it's even bigger than just it's more than just community activist and businessman. Okay. Um, you have the family man. You yeah. have um. I'm not too far removed from my Compton roots. I got you. So yeah, uh, you have that aspect. It's just it's 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 a lot of different layers. And then you know I'm in aliens. So you know, <laughs> you know, I'm a, uh, you know a lot of this stuff doesn't line up to be like you know you you wouldn't expect some of the things that I do to be coming out of one person. Like yo, this, this dude's like confused on yourself. <laughs> well, this is why we had you on the podcast so people can see the other dimensions yeah. of who you are. Not 1D. We're trying to show you the 5D. The, the, the all of them. The 5D. <laughs> Give me all that. Give me all that. Tell you a little bit about me. <laughs> okay, Dre. What are your three most important values? Um, loyalty. Mm-hmm. Respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and honesty. Okay. And so we're going to, um, do you feel like your actions are in alignment with your values? Yes. Okay. And how do you ensure that they are? Um, well, I've been, I like to think that I'm, uh, I, I, uh, I show people how loyal I am to the city. For mm-hmm. instance. Let's just go with that. You know, um, I've been very loyal to the city. I've been, consistently uh, doing things in the community, whether it be uh, food, giveaways, clothes, toy drives, whatever, all these different things. Um, I'm the same way with everything that I love. I'm like that with my family. I'm like like that with, you know, my friends. Like I'm super loyal to all of these people. Like every, everything that I'm dedicated to, I'm completely loyal to. And then I I, I try to make sure that I'm honest about everything mm-hmm. like as much as i can man, I'm, I'm i try to be so transparent mm-hmm. sometimes it's not even good for me you know <laughs> it's it's not always good it doesn't yeah. always work out for the best but um yeah it's my friends my family again it's just honesty okay. and then um the respect is just it's 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 a no-brainer yeah like i'm gonna give respect and i'm gonna get respect and yeah. if i don't I'm gonna respond as, as, as such. So, um, so you respond accordingly. Yeah, I respond accordingly. <laughs> All right. Well, I love it. I love it. So this is a good question. How often do you get quiet so that way you can listen to your inner wisdom? Mm. Um, whenever I feel like, whenever I feel challenged, mm-hmm. whenever I feel um like my back's against the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I really take the time to really listen and sit down and just meditate. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't do it. I don't feel like I do it enough. I always feel like I can do it more. You okay. know, it's, it's just never enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't meditate enough. I don't sit and listen to those inner thoughts as much as I would like to. Yeah. Um, it's, it's only when I get my back to the against the wall or 
feel in trouble. It's like when people go to, you know, it's like how, how certain Christians only go to church when, <laughs> when they're going through it. I'm like one of I'm, I'm one of those when it comes to listening to that inner voice. Like, oh, I'm in trouble. Let me be quiet. So you're saying like uh, that's when you find yourself getting quiet, but based on what you just reflected, it's almost like you're like, I need to do it even when I have my back is not against the wall. Just I, do it a little bit more. Yeah, I just need to do it a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Because it always seems like we think about it, but when things are well, we're like, oh, I'm going to do it later. But then when things get a little difficult, you're like, oh, now I have now to. Now I have to do it. Right. Yeah, I got to do it now. Right. Okay. Uh, what makes you feel most peaceful? What makes me most peaceful? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. What makes me most peaceful? Mm -hmm. Sheesh. I, I think it's going to be um, spend time with my kids. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what that's that's what like when I can just get away and just it's just us, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I think that's probably when I'm at the most peace. Like, okay. I just love. I, I I really enjoy being around my, my my children. I mean, they drive me crazy sometimes, but yeah, I I, I and I'm. I probably because it probably gives me peace, you know, subconsciously. I'm, uh, now that I'm saying it out loud, it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's my kids. Oh, okay. I love that. See the layers, the family man. Okay, so we're gonna put a pin in it here, and then we're gonna take a short break, and then we're gonna go into session two. All right. All right. Let's take a short break. This episode of the Intentional Healing Podcast is sponsored by VCH Prosperities, an affirmative apparel line that allows you to make a statement without saying a word. Let your fashion do the talking. Follow us on Instagram at VCH Prosperities. That's V-C-H-P-R-O-S-P-E-R-I-T-E-E-S. All right. All right, Trey, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I'm we're going to look that was a good warm-up. Like, you know, we got the got the thing going. Okay, so now we're going into session two. And this is our last session where we're looking at reclaiming your power. Oh, reclaiming your power. <laughs> let's let's get it. Okay, so I know like the first session is called the identity session. The questions do seem kind of deep, <laughs> but it, <it's, laughs> it made me think about me, you know. And like, that's hey. what it's supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going to go into reclaiming your power. Okay, so how would you describe your relationship with yourself? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm hard on myself. Okay. Um, I I talk I talk crazy sh to myself mm -hmm. all the time. Um, but it's just because uh, I just I I have to motivate myself. Okay. So um, but I I do like who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do see the progression. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, um, I, I think my relationship with myself is 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 pretty good. Um, I really do like I, I like myself. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. But I, you know, it's one interesting thing I just heard you say is that when uh, I keep forgetting there's a microphone right there, so I'm sorry. Okay. So when you said you are hard on yourself, right? When do you show yourself compassion? I don't. Okay. I don't. Okay. Um, wow. Dang, I don't. Okay. That might be a problem. It might not be a problem. It might just be something to bring into awareness. Yeah. Because you can be hard on yourself to motivate, but what about being gentle with yourself and being compassionate with yourself like you will be with maybe one of your children or a loved one? Yeah. I don't even know what that would even sound or look like. Like, I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah. Because, okay. you know, and it's, yeah. 
I'm not, I, I guess I'm hard on myself, but dang, I do, am, I, am I that hard to where I need to have compassion for myself too? It's a balance. Like, yeah. You got to be as gentle with yourself as you are hard with yourself. Like, let's say, for instance, you're like, okay, quit acting like this. Let's get up. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Right. But then in the same token, you can say, you know what? I did a good damn job. Yeah. I deserve to relax. I don't have to respond to that. Like just being compassionate with yourself. So you'll find that balance in your spirit. I think that the the, the only thing that I could probably um, say that I have compassion for myself is when I take go on vacation. Mm-hmm. It's the only time. And I, and I do feel like I, I've earned my vacation. So, okay. um, But that that's a be. self-care. Yeah. Yeah. But we talk about being compassionate with yeah, yourself as a practice. I don't have to. I have to practice on that. Yeah. Go look yeah. up some self-compassion activities. Okay. And then uh, uh, learn how to practice being gentle and compassionate with yourself. Men need self-compassion too. Okay. We you got to love on yourself, just as you're hard on yourself. You got to be just as gentle as well. Okay. So yes, I want you. And if not, I will say, you know, I got you. I will send you some links. Um, <laughs> I just put it in my notes. But yes, please send me some links. Okay. So, and I say that because now we're going into this question. What difficult thoughts or emotions come up most frequently frequently for you? And how do you manage them? Um, the difficult, you said. Wait, a, yes. give it to me one more time. What difficult thoughts and emotions mm-hmm. come up most frequently for you, and how do you manage them? Um, I guess a few come up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken some losses in my in my life with true family, with family friends. I'm talking about passing away. You know, yeah. uh, those. Those replay in my mind, mm-hmm. um, and every situation is different. So, um, if we're looking at like my, my best friend passed at 28 years old from colon cancer, um, how did I respond to that? Or was, how do you manage? It? How do I manage that? Um, hmm. Or are I don't, you managing? I don't know if I manage it. I don't know if I don't know if this that's the word that I would use, manage. How, you know? What word would you use? Um I deal. Mm-hmm. Um I, I look at preventive measurements, mm-hmm. pre- preventive measures to uh, you know, try to avoid certain things happening. Mm-hmm. Um and again, every every situation is different. So my my manage is always just f- figuring it out, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out a response, figuring out how to, uh, I guess, I, uh, another difficult thing. I'm looking at the city, right? And there's mm-hmm. certain things that's going on in my community that I've been dealing with my entire existence, you know. Um, we manage that by trying to implement plans and ideas to change mm-hmm. the environment. Right. So um, I don't know if, I don't know if I consider that management though. No. Uh, that's, that's not really managing. It's just like, oh, we, this is there's a problem. We mm-hmm. need to fix it. Let's fix it. Mm-hmm. But it's never a managed. I, I don't. I don't think I manage. Yeah. So when we're looking at tough emotions, mm-hmm. like one emotion you just described was grief, mm-hmm. right? And so when you're looking at grief from a loss of a loved one or loss of anything, um, when do you find yourself managing those waves of grief? So because you mentioned that it comes in, like you might think about the people. Yeah. And stuff like that. So, how do you manage or cope with those feelings? Because those are tough feelings to deal with. Yeah, lose a loved one. Yeah. Um, I have to understand that's true. Everybody's going. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there's no management here. There is not. There isn't. I just deal and okay. figure out. You know. I mean, you know. I get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't manage. I don't manage it. Okay. That's just that I might need to manage it. I might need some therapy myself. Just. And the reason I ask that is because a lot of times we find ourselves just dealing with it mm-hmm. and, and kind of makes ourselves numb to actually coping mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the emotions. And so what happens subconsciously, it comes out in other ways. 
And so if we are unaware of what we're subconsciously, you know, dealing with, it's going to make it harder for us just to be more compassionate with ourselves. Right. So. Right. Hmm. And that's one of those full circle questions. Self-compassion. How are you managing grief? How do you manage loss? How do you manage tough emotions? Because it's just, you know, just something to think about. Yeah, that is. That that is. Yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna figure out how to manage this thing though, because um, it, it does come out in different ways. Yes. Um. Sometimes it comes out anger. Sometimes, it, mm-hmm. you know, it just comes out in so many different ways. Right. Uh, and it could be depressing at times. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a depressed person, but you know, uh, you don't have to be a depressed person. We all experience we, depressive symptoms. Right. Right. And when you are dealing with any type of trauma or anything, it is a combination of some depressive symptoms, some anxious symptoms. It's a combination of some grief. It's a lot goes on in trauma or feeling like you've been exposed to trauma or anything that's been really tough. So, yeah. So having depressive symptoms doesn't make you depressed. It makes you a human being. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just figuring out how to be more compassionate and managing any tough emotions. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's 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 do a shift. Cause I want to ask the next question. No, I mean we could. Go okay. Already. Whatever, okay. Whatever we got, we got. Okay. Describe a choice you regret, and what did you learn from it? A choice that I regret. Mm-hmm. And what did you learn from it? Um. I think it it may be um, hanging out with certain groups. Mm. Hanging uh, out with certain groups. Hanging out with certain groups mm-hmm. uh, was some bad choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are always the quickest uh, lessons because it, <laughs> it comes. Oh, you know, one of my, my one of my partners told me when I was growing up. He's like, man, when 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 things happen, they happen fast. They sure do. And those those are one of those things that happen fast. Uh, and it kind of just pulls you down um, a rabbit hole of different things. So you you find yourself getting involved in things that mm. you probably wouldn't have done, you know, on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think that what I've learned is to be um, like who you are. Yeah. Be comfortable in who, your own skin. Mm-hmm. Um, do the things that makes you happy. You know, do. Um, and, and I had a, a huge transition in life because uh, I think I told you I, I used to design clothes. I think I, was, I remember you saying that. Yeah, I designed evening gowns and I did a lot of weddings and proms and. Things like that. It wasn't. I, I did more dresses than I did anything. Mm. Um, but being who I am, coming from where I come from, I got you. It was like, hmm. you know I mean, you already off top. You, you, you know, they're gonna label you. Mm-hmm. You know, all these different labels. And like, nah, that ain't me. But you know, <laughs> um, so no, I, I think that what I learned and and following my own path is that I, I got more success. I got more gratitude out of just being. Um, who I am and, and being happy with who I am. I don't, okay. No more impressing nobody, trying to be nothing. Trying to fit in. Trying to fit in. Yeah, I love that. I love the fact that you said that because yeah. a lot of times when we're looking at, um, when we label masculinity, um, mm-hmm. we label it based on social constructs. So mm-hmm. you can't be masculine and design a dress, but who better to design the dress than the person who loves to see the person in it, right? Right. That's <laughs> That's honestly where I was coming from, too. I was like, man, I want to see her look like this. Yeah. I want to see this much skin. I want to see, no, I want to see this design. Yeah, That's so. where it came from. It wasn't like, I think I would look good. And no. Right. No. And that's why I love the fact that when you said you embraced yourself, yeah. that things like that. And I could see the fashionista in you because, you know, you be fitted. You, you stay I, fitted. I like, I, like, I like to dress and look nice, man. And I, and I love to design the... um. How a woman could, you know, could potentially look in some of my designs. Okay. And I was back then. I haven't designed anything in a while. So, hmm. but that's just one thing that, that stood out when you said, uh, when, the, when you asked the question. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, that it, could be a, a, a activity for you. 
Yeah. 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 If you if you're if you believe in a um, chakra system, I'm not saying that you do, because you know, you know. Uh, yeah. But I'm not I'm not as familiar with the chakra system. I know that um, I know what okay. it is. I, I I'm not well versed on. Okay, so let's look at. So remember earlier when I was asking you, how can you be more compassionate with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes if we have a blockage in one of our chakras, right, mm-hmm. it is manifested in certain ways. So when we're looking at when I'm hearing you, you are creative, creativity, but it sounds like you are stifling a part of your creativity, right? And so when we're looking at the sacral chakra, which is the orange chakra, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is about sensuality. It is about creativity, right? And so I'm wondering if you were to tap into that just a little bit, maybe start drawing or mm-hmm. even just in your head, if that would help to open that up for you, right? Yeah. Where you could feel a little bit more, you know, and the sacral chakra is about movement as well. So you all see me, you know, doing this. And it helps to, when you move, right, and you're creative, it helps you to deal with any um, trauma that yeah. you have stored in your body as well. Yeah. So yeah. maybe just a, just a, I'm gonna look into that. A recommendation. Yeah, I'm over here loading up over here, man. Uh, okay, Lay. So let's go to the next question. I love how receptive you are. I always love that about you. You are so receptive. Um, it's like you, you. It's that reciprocity. In order to give, you got to be able to receive. Right. And you're really good with that. So Thank I you. like that about you. Okay. Thank you. What are two? Self-defeating thoughts that show up in your self-talk. Self-defeating? Yeah. So when you're talking to yourself, what do you often find yourself saying that you really wish you would stop saying to yourself? I'm not doing enough. Mm. Yeah. I I struggle with imposter syndrome. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't don't ever feel like I'm doing enough. Um, I always feel like there's more to be done. Okay. And... um, if I'm passionate about something, I'm going to want to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that 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 speaks a lot to my campaign too, of, of like some of the ideas and plans that I had, uh, like I want to carry out. Um, yeah, I don't. You said you feel like you don't do enough. I I don't. I don't. I don't feel like I do enough, and uh, and whether that be in business, relationships, um, I just feel like it's it's always room for improvement. It's mm-hmm. always I, I always need to be doing more. Um, the since I was focused on the city, then there was so much more to be done. Right. And then and then at some points it can get overwhelming. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Did I answer that question? Yes, you did. Because yeah. you said because you felt your self-talk, your defeating self-talk is, I'm not doing enough. And that's yeah. coming from your imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. Now, next question is, how can you reframe that to encourage yourself instead? This goes back to self-compassion. I'll give you an example of something like this. It, right. doesn't, it doesn't happen for me until I'm challenged. Okay. All right. Somebody was online the other day. And Oh, Lord. They challenged me. Uh, <laughs> they on, let it come on, for y'all. <laughs> on what I d- don't do or what I, you know, what they say. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my water bottles were too expensive for them, I think. You know, my $3 water bottles. And you know, it's like, hey, you're trying to get rich off the community. and You don't do this. And, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, who the hell are you talking to? Like, mm-hmm. my resume. And then, I, and then then that's why I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me, mm-hmm. let me, let me boast a little bit. Okay. Like, I don't know why would you think I don't do it. Though. What you doing? Okay, but why you know, did you feel you need to do that? Because I just felt, I felt challenged. I felt like, I felt like, you know, I, I felt a slight case of disrespect. Mm-hmm. Um, felt challenged. Felt, mm-hmm. I felt a particular way I, how the person came at me. Like, I don't, like, I, I'm trying to get rich off my people. Okay. Like, I'm just trying to. But how could you have reframed that so that way you wouldn't have had that negative interaction? Because, see, they took your power from you because mm-hmm. they said that. You got in your feelings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now that was a power play. So now they got you to respond in a way that they could screenshot 
sin mm-hmm. and tell other people. So how could you reframe that? So that way that reaction. I'm not mad at my reaction. No, I don't want you to be mad at it. Well, I, I mean, want you to think about the reason why you felt you needed to respond. Yeah. Because your feelings are your feelings, right? Right. We only are responsible for how we feel and how we act in those feelings. So when we're thinking about responding, this is about reclaiming your power. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. We do not give our power away freely. You gave your power away for free. Mm-hmm. You had nothing to prove to that person. This is true. This but, is true. But you were... I had time today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had time today. But remember, it's your power. You yeah. give it to those who are going to give it back. It's about giving and receiving, right? Yeah. You don't know that person for a campaign. We don't even know if there's a real person behind that profile. This is true. But what happened is you gave them your power. So I want you to think about what you could have done differently. Block that ass. I don't know. <laughs> I'm good. My block game is strong. <laughs> I'm playing. My block game has been pretty strong, man. It's been pretty strong. Um, but I just, I didn't, I okay. didn't do it this time. Um, and yeah, what else could I have done? I mean, I could have just not responded. I could have just let it. I mean, because the truth is, like, who was that? Man? Like, who, who am I talking to? You're right. You know? Right. It's, and I want you to think about that moving forward. Okay. So this is what I call a seed planting moment. All right. So when we plant seeds, right, you have the choice to either till that soil, you know, water it, watch that seed grow, or you could just let it just do what it do. So this is a seed planting moment. When you think about your power, right, Mm -hmm. and you think about when someone come at you now from now on, and this is a good way to deal with the imposter syndrome, right? Because remind yourself, self-compassion, I've done enough. Yeah. I do a lot. I'm going to do more, right? And if someone challenges you, ask yourself, well, why do I feel like I'm being challenged in this moment? Mm-hmm. Am I giving my power to this person for free? What am I getting back in return? Yeah. So I want you to start to use that frame of thinking because mm-hmm. you are a public figure. Mm-hmm. People are going to come at you because they think you're one dimensional. And they're trying to challenge that one dimension of you that they know. Right. But you are bigger than that. Do not give your power away freely. And that's the seed that we're planting in this moment. Yeah. You could do with it what you want. Nope. I'm watering that thing. <laughs> watering that thing. <laughs> okay. So we got a couple more questions. And then we're going to start to wrap up. Okay. So what do you want your legacy to be? How do I answer that? I'm not sure how I want to answer that. Uh, I want my legacy to be, I want my legacy here Mm -hmm. um, to reflect change, to reflect. a transition. Mm. Um, I have so many things that I want to do, and I just, I, I just want my, I just want my, 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 my legacy to just be uh, change, growth. Mm. Um, that, that's probably like the gist of it. I just, okay. I just want to see. Yeah, I want you to look at, look at it, and be like yo. He set goals, he accomplished them. Um, he changed his community, um, gentrified it with his own. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I want I want that. I wanna um I wanna help build a safe haven for people of color. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you will. Yeah. And you are. Yeah. All right. That's why we got you here at this table. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. Well, we're coming up to a close of this last session. So before we leave, any final thoughts you want to leave our listeners with? Um, I think that I don't, it's not so much for the listeners, or maybe it is. Having this, um, doing this interview, this podcast has taught me some more about myself, made me think more 
um, of my actions and um, just reflect on a few few different things. Um, and it also kind of uh, makes me want to go get some therapy, you know, for you know some of the things I probably couldn't answer mm-hmm. uh, the way I wanted to, or just you know, period. I just think I you know I need some some uh, some therapy. So um, I'd like to encourage people to do the same. Yes. Um, get some therapy. Uh, we are a people that have. Um, been through so much. Yes. And everybody in this community has PTSD or yeah, some, some form, some form of, of it. <laughs> um, and it's nothing wrong with uh with getting therapy. Yes. You know, it's not nothing wrong with talking to somebody and, and, and expressing your emotions and things like that. Um I would love for everybody to have some free therapy sessions in Compton. You know, just I'm working on it. Yeah. Man. I have a master plan that only a few know about, but I'm working on some stuff. I I believe that. (laughs) And it makes me comfortable knowing that you you are working on it. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying. While you while you do your part, I'm gonna do my part and we just gonna do what we can for the community together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 main that's that's mainly it, man. Um this podcast is is powerful though, because it really, really uh Helps a person to, to reflect on their their own self, you know, and learn more about themselves. And I can I, Im- I can imagine people listening would start to ask, you know, it helps them too. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure Mark had moments in here, like, man, <laughs> I told you, Mark, be over man. there like this every time we record. Mark, like, and, and, and has he been a guest? Or has he been on the show yet? Not yet. See, and that's the thing. It's like, yo, you don't even have to be on here to 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 um to get something from it. You know, yeah. it's it's jewels all over the place. And I appreciate you. That's why I said I love the fact that you're always open to receive. And and I'm glad that you're using those words for the community to get therapy. I'm biased because I'm a therapist. But <laughs> this is what a therapy session actually looks like, you all. Because a lot of people are like, well, what's it like? Well, I know therapy with me. Mm-hmm. It, it's a dialogue. It's a reflection. It is a support. And I really do encourage all of us in the city Mm-hmm. If you can find a therapist, I'm doing my best to create some networks yeah. for mental health care. But mm. we need it. it. We got to heal the hood. But man, for real. <laughs> for real. And, and then we have to change the perception of what their therapy is to in the hood, too. Absolutely. I mean, people think you got to be crazy or no. you got to be uh, you know, suicidal or whatever to right. have this therapy. It's like, nah, man, you don't realize how much we go through. Absolutely. What we're holding... When we're looking at us as a people, us as a community, right? So you ever hear that saying that if your your grandmother had high blood pressure, that you're more likely to have mm-hmm. high blood pressure. So are certain intergenerational traumas and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, so when we're when we're looking at how trauma gets passed down, right? When we're mm-hmm. looking at epigenetics, when we're looking at Trauma literally rewires the brain. Yes. It really does, right? So if you're that's why when they tell women when they're pregnant to try to reduce stress, because it has been proven that if a woman is pregnant and she's in a traumatic or stressful situation, that impacts her unborn child mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. changes and rewires things. So when you have um, children, I do this, I work with people who work with BIPOC folks. I always tell them, does that child have ADHD or is that child traumatized? Because it looks the same. Mm-hmm. When we're looking at Compton, right, and we see people so quick to get in fights, so quick to... Yep. Is it ignorance or is that hypervigilance because of trauma that they've experienced and so now they're on edge? Yep. They're always amped. They're always ready, right? And it's not because we're uncool. Mm-hmm. It's because if you grew up in Compton, certain... There's certain mm-hmm. things that you see or experience yep. that it is part of you. Like I don't like people standing behind me. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. I got. I, I can't sit with my back to the door. Um, None of that. I don't walk on uh, the, the the inside of the street while my lady walks on the house. Right. It's, you know. You got to walk a certain way. And then we all know that if a car is coming down the street with the lights off. We yeah. Um, I'm watching the windows. Like, did the wind? Mm-hmm. Are the windows coming down? Are the windows tinted? Are, the, are, are they tinted? Are they driving too slow? Yeah. And then it's not even just us. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the police, too. 
You know, I'm not even go there. Like, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> there's so many things that we go through on a day to day basis. On a day to day basis. One of my one of my friends um, moved out the hood and, and went to uh, I think they went to Atlanta at this at this point. And it, he said it was too quiet. Mm-hmm. He didn't hear helicopters His every night. His nervous system had to adjust. It, 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 he had to adjust. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't hear gunshots like that. Not to say it's no violence or anything like that in Atlanta. Right. I'm sure it's all over the place. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's, black people speak to you when they see you. You know, it's not a, a, a size you up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like, hey, he's nervous speaking to people. Like, he don't know who he's speaking to, but they speaking to him like they know yeah. him. It's like, you know, but we're not used to that. But his we don't even talk to our neighbors. I talk to mine. I mean, I'm just saying. But, <laughs> but you know, speaking, like, but you can live I have next to, to somebody. Heal myself, though. I'm in therapy. Mm-hmm. I'm a therapist who goes to therapy. But I can't tell you to come if I'm not going right. right. And so what I want to say is that the same way we can be impacted by trauma, we can also heal from it. Mm-hmm. So remember when I was talking about self-compassion mm-hmm. and you talk mm-hmm. about meditation? Mm-hmm. Meditation literally rewires your brain's responses to experiences, which can help put you in a calmer state. Mm-hmm. So when people always come around me and say, well, why do you always seem so? Because guess what? I cuss everybody out of my head before I start my day. And I check in with myself throughout the day. So I do encourage you to try the meditation. Yeah. Get you a therapist. And then, and then spread the word, okay? Yep. All right. Where can our listeners find you? Find me on social media, uh, anywhere. Um, I am Hub City Dre. Um, Andre Spicer is the name. You can find me on Facebook. And uh, I have a water store on uh, the corner of Long Beach Boulevard and Elm Street, across the street from the gas company. Mm-hmm. Address is 609 North Long Beach. We have uh, Alkaline Water, Fresh Water. We also have uh, organic... Uh, Cold pressed organic juices. Mm-hmm. We have sea moss, mm-hmm. um, and we have a few different things that uh, build up the health and the immunity. So um, that's what my store was about. It's just always just just constantly building up the health. I, I felt like we had enough liquor stores, we had enough uh, mm. tobacco shops. Right. Uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to give us something that we can that's going to extend our life. So Absolutely. that's what the water store is about. So pull up to Waterworks when you. Waterworks Compton. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Dre. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. I <laughs> really, really appreciate being on this show, man. And um, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. So thanks for sharing space with us today. Also remember, you only get one life. Live it with passion and intention. Don't be afraid to do what brings you joy. Until next time. Bye.